Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our take on it. It's your girl, Deborah and Jackie. And today we have a very interesting um, subject to discuss. It's planning versus worrying. And for those of you who are not aware of what worrying means, it means causing anxiety about actual or potential problems. Okay. And planning is the process of making plans for something. So the two really are different from each other in its sense. But I also have a very interesting scripture that goes perfectly with these two things, worrying and planning. And it comes from Matthew chapter 6, verse 20, verse 25 to 34. And it says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drinks or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are can all your worries add a single moment to your life and why worry about your clothing look at the lilies of the field and how they grow they don't work or make their clothing yet solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are and if god cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow he will certainly care for you why do you have so little faith so don't worry about these things what will we eat what will we we drink what will we wear these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers but your heavenly father already knows all your needs seek the kingdom of god above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries today's trouble is enough for today so enough is enough. Absolutely. Because I was thinking, you know, that I've started many a day in deep worry, you know, and when I do, I hear this small voice in my head saying to me, am I going to worship God or my problems? Mm -hmm. And when I make sense of it, I say, God will handle my problems if I learn to worship him. If I give him all the praise and glory, I can give him my problems and mm -hmm. he will work them out for my good. Absolutely. And and this is a wonderful thing to know because it becomes worship that is the key, not worry. You know, keep giving God the praise and the glory and you will overcome your problems. And this is a source of incredible strength. And people need strength at this time. Their spirit is crushed. You know, they are devastated by the limitations. And even though we are making headway in this pandemic with the, the vaccines we're doing, we still have a long way to go. And I think one thing we all have to face is that our lives are never going to be exactly the same as they were before this crisis hit. Mm -hmm. Now, because of the ill effects of worries, Jackie, Jesus tell us not to worry about those needs that God promised to supply. And worrying really contribute to our health. You know, worry may damage our health, it disrupts our productivity, it negatively affects the way we treat yeah, others. Yeah, it pollutes our life, Deb. Right? It really pollutes our life. And, and, it, it, and it's sinful. Yeah, and it reduces ability to trust in God. Yeah, it does. And um, and also, how many ill effects of worries are you experiencing on a daily basis? Many. Like, it's overwhelming. And here's the difference between worry and genuine concern. Worry immobilizes, but concern moves you to action. 
Definitely. Yeah. And I think this is the thing is that sometimes people feel like they are almost paralyzed with the fear that worrying creates. And worrying does that. Yeah. And that kind of paralysis, it, it, it kills your ability to take action. And once you can't take action, then you are, are literally frozen. It, you know, in the, at least you feel like you're frozen in the situation that you're stuck in. But you don't have to look at life that way. You have to realize that if you're very grateful by glorifying your relationship with the Lord, he will give you a peaceful spirit. And, and that type of an attitude is priceless because peace will um, show you that you've got to get out of the selfishness. Okay. The more you worry about your place in the world and everything that concerns you and all your own needs and priorities is the more you're diverted from serving God. And we need to be more spiritually connected at this point. We need to be more connected. Well, planning, planning for tomorrow is time well spent and worrying about tomorrow is time wasted. That's, that, that's how much, you know, God look at it. And sometimes it's difficult to tell the difference, to tell the difference between because careful planning is thinking ahead about goals and steps and schedule and trusting in God's guidance. And if you do it well, planning can alleviate worries and a worrier by contrast are consumed by fear. As you, as we said, you know, it cripples the mind and they find it difficult to trust God, you know, so they let their plans interfere with their relationship with God. So don't let worries about tomorrow affect your relationship with God today. Because trust me, time wasted cannot be recovered. That's it. It cannot be recovered. And we've spent so many time, we've spent so many times worrying about what we're going to eat, how we're going to pay this bill, how we're going to go get there, how we're going to get here, who's going to watch our kids, who's going to do this, who's going to do that, that we become the problem. We become the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is not what we're going to do. The problem is who we are and we are warriors yep. by nature, you know, instead of trusting God, because God, like I said, God is a God who make promises and keep it. He said, ask and I shall give knock and I will open. Why would he say that if he's not going to do it? But he's not just going to do it like that because you have to be the person to believe. You have to be the person with faith. You have to be the person that 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 can trust in God for these things to 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 materialize. Yes, that's absolutely true. And and where's the the great one, you know, um where you where you look at the role of Jesus and I think it's to say that in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That is what Jesus said. So in other words, he is bigger than any problem that we can have. And when the problem comes up, and you talk about planning, Deb, sometimes planning isn't the perfect solution either, because we have to realize that our plans are not God's plans. They, they, they sometimes are at opposite ends of the spectrum, that we may want our life to be mapped out a certain way, but it doesn't fall into place like that. Sometimes we have a problem and we have to go through it to get to the other side. And God uses this for a reason, because maybe we are weak in a certain area that we need to be strong. Maybe we are not understanding enough in a, in a certain area and we need to gain that understanding so that we can move to a, a position of strength and empowerment. And so God knows what we need before we need, before we know. And that's why it says that nothing is impossible with God. We may see the shortcomings in our behavior or the limitations in our ability to get from point A to point B, but God knows how to take us through to the other side. And he has a good special plan for each one of us. Well, this is why we know, Jackie, there is no happiness without sadness and there's no success without failure. But those things don't happen if you don't plan. And the Bible says it's better for you to plan than for you to worry because worrying is a sin. Planning is not a sin. 
Worrying is a sin. The problem with pl planning is that your plans may not coincide with God's plan because God knows the direction in which he has your life mapped out. The problem is you don't know that. But whatever plans that you are making, he can change that plan, not, not against you, but he can make that plan work for you because you think that yeah, you have the master plan, but he is the master plan. He designed everything. He's the architect of our life. Yeah, it's true. So even if we plan, we can plan still to succeed, or maybe we can plan to fail. And even if we fail, that failure is for our own good. Because God knows that that plan that we had in place was not going to benefit us in any way. And so sometimes when you see things don't work out in your life, don't worry about it. That's God protection. That is God protecting you from what you don't know was going to happen to you. In a lot of cases, very true. And sometimes our behavior... Uh, God looks at the smallest things that we do, for example, because before he can give you more, you have to pass the test at a certain level and then your abundance will increase. And this is what I believe that if you're the type of person that can't do the smallest things, like put away your shopping cart after your shopping, you leave it in the middle of the road. Do you think God is, uh, or if you're somebody who is really bad with money, you're reckless. You don't see the value of saving any of it or, or thinking about what you do with it. Do you think God will give you more money? No, he won't because he sees the little things. And this is how he uses it to determine whether you are in a position to graduate to another level. You know, this is the thing that people don't really understand that your relationship with God is a learning experience. It starts very, very small and it continues to expand as you see what God can do and your faith increases each step of the way. Mm -hmm. And this is how you start to realize that you don't have to worry as much because you can sit there and say, I know who God is. I know who I am in him. And I know what he does for me each and every day. And this is when you show your gratitude. You, you begin to pray uh, diligently and consistently. God hears you and your relationship with him becomes defined. And this is what shows you that you can alleviate some of your worries and you can start to make gradual plans that will lead you in a direction of more and more confidence in spirituality as a guiding force in your life. Well, I know a lot of people worry about the simplest things. Like some people are just naturally born warriors, you know, they worry about how they look. They worry about what they will wear, what they will eat, whether they're going to get married, whether they're going to have kids, you know, they worry until that worry materialize something. But truth be told, when we take the time to sit down and worry about the things that we need, and God said, you know what? You're wasting your time worrying about that, but I need you to do this. But what we, what God wants from us, we don't even have the time. Like for instance, we work 40 hours a week. We get our paycheck and we have all sort of plans for that money. And God could say, whatever your plan is for that money, guess what? Something else is going to come that will wipe that money out clean. And does that really increase your faith in God? No. Sometimes it decreases your faith in God because you're like, God knows I need this money for this. And look what happened here now. Now this is what. And then you worry about that and you take your focus off of God. And that's not what it should be. 
In everything, you give thanks. In the good times, you give thanks. In the bad times, you give thanks. Just like Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says, there's a season for everything. A time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to weep, a time to mourn, a time to be happy, a time to be sad. There's a time for everything. You can't worry about every season. You can't worry about every single minute of the day, every hour. You can't worry about all of your problems and other people's problems. You got to be able to pray. Praise God in all your, your, your troubles and your struggles and your challenges. When the bad times come, that's the time to praise God. Why worry when you can pray? Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I really start my day by honestly looking at the smallest things. And I really am very grateful, you know, that I, I can get a glass of water, you know, and turn on the pipe and water comes out of it. I'm extremely grateful that when the alarm goes off in the morning, or if I want to turn the TV on that I can hear the sound. You know, I'm grateful that when the weather changes, I can see the beauty of the trees and the shrubbery and everything. And these are very small things. But for people who can't even imagine having those abilities, they are overwhelming. You know, let's look, for instance, at at autism, which is such an illness today. So many children cannot even verbalize their thoughts, you know. Then we have other sicknesses that are more pronounced than ever. During this pandemic, almost all elective surgeries had been canceled. So people had to live with their diseases like cancer and other serious problems because they couldn't get care. So you really cannot afford to take even the smallest thing for granted these days. You know, if you have loved ones around you and people care, even though it's not a perfect relationship, if it's something of substance, you have to be grateful. I'm learning each and every day that gratitude is so, so important because it helps me balance out my own weaknesses and my own limitations. And it helps me say, you know... Okay, uh, and, and I do tend to be somewhat of a perfectionist. And I have found out that perfectionism has kept me in a box to a certain extent. Because if I don't get everything the way I like to see it materialize, I tend not to fight for things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I have had to learn that that is a, is a very weak standpoint to come at things from. That you're much better off to constantly... Uh, push your way through things and, and, and accept your, your mistakes and your weaknesses so that you can use it as an attempt to do better and better each time. Well, truth be told, people are more conscious of their earthly possession and worry about, you know, they will sit up all night if a thief is going to break into the house or a murderer is going to come in and kill them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just, it's not, worrying is, does not exempt anyone from itself. The rich worried about who's going to rob them. The poor worried about if they're going to get rich. The, the the sick ones worry about if they're going to get healthy. The healthy ones worry about when they get old to retirement, they don't want to look a certain way. Yeah. But truth be told, uh, verse 33 in Matthew 6, I love this. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously and he will give you everything you need. And to seek God's uh, kingdom above all else means to put God first in your life, to fill your thoughts with his desires, to take his character for your pattern, to serve and to obey him in everything. What is really important to you? People, object, goals, and other desires all complete all compete for priority. Yeah. You know, any of these can quickly become most important to you if you don't actively choose to give God first place in every area of your life. That's and so this true. is the problem. Yep. Mm-hmm. We choose the earthly things to give, take precedence over God and his kingdom. Yeah. Don't store up your treasures on earth, store it up in heaven. 
Get on your knees every day. I can't say this enough. Pray without season. Ask God for everything from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. You ask him for his protection, for his love, for his guidance, for his, you know, for his forgiveness, for his mercy, for his grace. All these things is sufficient because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all else that we can ask or imagine. So why would I waste my time worrying? This is why people say, you don't get in old. I don't need to get old. Worries make me old. It's true. Yep. You don't age well at all when you constantly worry. And you, you carry can, the world on you, your shoulder. You, you can see the worry on people's faces. Sometimes you look at them and you see someone and you hear their age and you can't believe that they're that age. That's worry. Because they carry the lines of distress and despair and worry on their face. And you just think, wow. And, and here's another great scripture, Deb, Matthew 5, 5. Can you be content with the abilities you have? Can you just say to yourself, I am happy with who God made me to be. I'm content with what I have. I'm going to stop comparing myself with others, stop competing with others. Learn to be content in any circumstance because you can't buy peace. You can't buy joy. You can't buy deep satisfaction in your soul. And nope. you can only get that from God. Yep. Yep. You know. Just keep asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the doors will be open. And, you know, and that's part of uh, Matthew 7, 7, you know, that's, that's really telling you how much God is willing to give. He will, you, you will not ask him for a, for a bread and he give you a stone. You will not ask him for something. He give you a snake or whatever you ask for. He give you the opposite. No, he's not a God of confusion. He's not a God of confusion. So we need to consistently ask God and we have to ask in faith for everyone who asks, receive everyone who seeks, find and anyone who knocks, the door will be open. That's very true. We've got to walk in the plans that God has for us and receive all the blessings that they bring. And here's just a little disclaimer of how really worried people are about everything in a New York Times article, which said languishing during the pandemic, people were up in arms about how they look on Zoom, you know, and they were just absolutely horrified with the fact that uh, they, they just didn't see themselves as beautiful or presenting the image they wanted. So everybody was hitting these photo filters and using them at, at a random amount of, of speed. So now they're trying to say that there should be a disclaimer put on the internet telling people that their pictures have been falsely enhanced, you know, to, to uh, eliminate unrealistic images of themselves. Now, I don't think people would ever like that if that was done. But the truth is, people are always worried about the image that they put out there. They're worried about their physical image. They're worrying about their mental health. You know, they're worried about the fact that they don't know if they can believe in a God when things go wrong. People are so worried. There's just so little satisfaction among people at any level when it comes to just being able to find the peace of God in their life. There's so little satisfaction. Yeah. And, you know, when, when, as you just read that, Jackie, the whole point to that is people can either be a part of the problem or be a part of the solution. And the way the society is set up today is, People are the problem. People are the problem and God is the solution. But yet we don't seek the solution. We seek the problem on top of the problem. 
And so this is why this world is in chaos. That's why this world is in turmoil. This is why this world is in pain and so much ag- ag- aggression and, and, and struggles and challenges because we depend on each other versus we should be depending on God. Yeah, that's true. And so the, the, the problem of this world is the worries that we create for ourselves. Is the problems that we create for ourselves and that society is using that against us instead of instead of using it to, to fix us, it's using it to break us in so many pieces that when we're done, we can't even find ourselves or our soul to even seek God. Because they're trying to remove that spirituality out of everybody's life by filling it with just these everyday, you know, temporary needs that we seek. Yep, money, very true. clothes, yep. the way we look, surgery, for to fix this, fix that. When truly, we all have one reality. The The only thing everybody have in common is that we're all going to die. And whatever we do on earth, it will not be able to come with us. Whatever we achieve can't come with us. We, have to, we are going to be returned back to dust. And so what does that really mean for us while we're alive? Hmm. Who, what, what are we Some really, what are we trying, yeah. what are we trying to achieve while we're in life, while we're alive? And I think to become you know, the better duster, I think we, we really all are servants of God and that's what we become in the end. And we are judged for our performance. So we really have to learn to serve God. That, that has to be our fundamental purpose. Serve God. Uh, accept the plans that he has for us graciously and humbly and learn to be totally appreciative of all the blessings that he gives us. And even through the hard times, always know that we're never alone. You know, the, the footprints in the sand, God is always carrying us through our difficulties. And that's an amazing thing to know and to fully appreciate each and every day of our lives. Well, I just want to leave you with the message again. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will work itself out. Worry just enough for today. And let God be your guide. Let God be that person that you can lean on, that you can depend on. Let God be that pilot that steer that plane to the destination that you want in your life. Let God be that sh- that, 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 that person, that centerpiece that you focus on, no matter what's happening around you. Let your faith not be shifted. Let your house be built on a rock and not on a sand. So when it's, when, when, when troubles and tribulation come, that you will not worry, that you will not be stressed, that you will not be disheartened, but you will be stronger and stronger and stronger because you serve a living risen God. Wow. That's really lovely, Deb. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I really can't add too much to that except to just say that remember God's plan is greater than anything we can ever imagine. So when we focus on a plan, let's think of God's plan because that is the ultimate uh, destination for the quality of life that we all seek. Well, we hope this message is inspiring to you as it is for us. We hope that it gives you some perspective in your life you know, in terms of when you see a problem, instead of worrying about the problem, you pray about the problem and trust God for the results. So may you guys have a great weekend and we will talk to you soon. Yes. God bless. God bless.